Ah, oh, good Tuesday to you. How we looking? In a good mood today, which is always good. You want you want to wake up in a good mood and energized and ready to go. But today, uh, I was snapped out of bed this morning uh, when my alarm went off uh, because I had an appointment and I had completely forgotten about it uh, at about six thirty this morning, and I forgot I had a dentist appointment. And I was I've had a temporary on. Uh, God, for on two teeth back to back for probably a year. And they kept trying to schedule me in. And my, it just, my schedule never allowed it when they could do it. And when I could do it, they couldn't get me in. And so finally today was the day. And I was, I was excited. Yesterday, I got the notification completely slipped my mind. When I went to bed last night, I woke up, jumped out of bed then got stuck in traffic, ran, but I got new teeth. I'm feeling good. Uh, I can't eat anything for a while. So that kind of sucks. But beyond that. All is well in my world. Grant Bills, how you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm recovering from that football game we all had to watch last night. That was That was, was terrible. Uh, <laughs> that was, uh, it was funny because last night I sat I sat on the couch. I, I was doing work. Uh, okay. If anybody followed the show yesterday, we've got the continued to be continued version today. Uh, I had we when Kristen and I got back from the East Coast. Uh, went into the pantry and there's mouse poop everywhere. Okay. So last night I freaked out. I mean, I, I was like, do you ever see the Seinfeld episode where Jerry doesn't know what the girl put in the toilet? So all of a sudden she comes back to his house and there's nothing left in the house. Oh yeah. Do you remember that? Okay. That's my pantry. I mean, there's nothing left. I'm throwing out pots, pans, Goodwill's getting stuff, coffee makers. I mean, I did everything but throw out the Keurig. I got a really good crock, two good crock pots. I got a Keurig. Uh, I got a couple of specialty items. But beyond that, everything went, man. I mean, old expired food, bags of everything, plastic, anything. It's just, it's gone. I mean, my pantry used to be full of food. I had took out four bags, big garbage bags of food and garbage because I'm freaked out. So last night I turned that game on. I got my buddy, uh, him and I are talking, and I've got him in my earpieces. I'm working in the, the pantry. And all he kept saying was, oh, my God, another turnover. Oh, my God, another interception. Oh, my God, a fumble. And what an embarrassment of a football game. However, Packers win last night. Vikings lost was a Packers win. And the Packers now one step closer, believe it or not, to being in the postseason, which I can't believe we're talking about that. I keep wanting to play playoffs, but I – I can't bring myself to do it because it's so cliche. But we're talking about the postseason. We're talking about the possibility of the postseason at this point. It's very real. I think nine wins would get you in in the NFC if you have all the tiebreakers fall in your direction. And the Packers have a lot of their own destiny now in their hands. They really do. They can get the 10 wins if they want to or if they can. Uh, And in doing so, if they beat the Vikings, they can then get the tiebreaker back between the two. Um, I, I think they can do it. I think I, now will they do it? Uh, but I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility, which would be a couple of games, two, three games over the win total that I picked at the beginning of the season of seven, but we'll see. Uh, maybe that's my fandomonium or my optimism reigning supreme, or like many Packers fans, my hopes and dreams, but I think they can, they can get there. 
So we'll see. Well, and if the Packers win nine games, Bill, it's going to go full circle to what we talked about in the offseason. It's like, well, if the Packers can just go nine and eight or eight and nine, it's basically the same season as last year, except they'll be building towards something and building in the right direction. How funny would it be if they had the same record as last year, but they're getting cheaper, they're getting younger, and they make the playoffs? It'd be a great year. Yep. It would be completely exciting, and it would be trending in the right direction. And here's, you know, probably the most important caveat to this whole thing is that if they do it, they will beat teams they're supposed to beat. They may or may not beat a team they're not supposed to beat, say, like Kansas City coming up on Sunday night. Uh, they may lose one along the way as, say, one of those learning building blocks. Uh, but teams that are less talented than they are, even with all of their injuries, will then be teams that they know they can beat. They know they should beat, and they will be playing up to their potential rather than down to the competition or less than. And so, again, I don't want to get way out over my skis on this because I think it's a conversation that we can have and we can find out how they look again coming up on Sunday night because every week is going to be a litmus test. But I I remember the year, uh, Favre's last year, and I remember watching that team go down the stretch and thinking, my God, I think they can win. I think they can get a home game. I think they can do this. And all of a sudden, things started happening. And I remember I was, I, I, I was texting Wayne Larravee, and I was texting Brian Noble, and we were going back and forth. And, you know, Wayne's uh, – because we were watching the Giants and the uh, Cowboys. And if the Cowboys won, the Packers had to go to Dallas. If the, if the Giants won, which we all believed was a lesser team and had no business even being on the same field with the Cowboys at the time, but then, oh, my goodness, they would come to Lambeau Field where Lam- you know Gr- Green Bay doesn't lose and Favre wins in cold weather and the whole thing. And e- I remember sitting in my office watching the Cowboys lose to the Giants going, oh, my God, everything's falling in their direction. Now, ultimately, Favre's last pass was that game in which he tried to force a ball to Donald Driver, gets picked off. Next thing you know, boom, the rest is history. But I just remember watching all of that thinking, oh, my goodness, this is all falling in their direction. And I had that feeling again last night watching an ugly game in Minnesota, which Minnesota clearly should have been the better team. And instead, the defense of the Bears brought it. Uh, they put more pressure on, on, on their quarterback. And next thing you know, the Bears are kicking a field goal to win the game. And I, I'm like, wow, things are starting to fall in their direction. Maybe there is the uh, – the, the trials and tribulations that the Packers have gone through, uh, maybe it's going to pay off. Can maybe I read you a, a stat from Charch? He just posted this 10 minutes ago about last yeah, night's game. Yeah. I think this is a good reminder for Packers fans because we're like, how did this Packers team lose to the Broncos or, or the Raiders? I, I think this season's reminding me it's not about who you play, it's also when you play them. Because last night right. the Vikings entered the game with PFF's number one ranked pass blocking line and Chicago had PFF's 32nd ranked pass rush. So first versus worst. And Minnesota allowed 20 pressures, three sacks, six hits, and 11 hurries. And part of that is Dobbs and, and you know, there's right. factors. But this year, it's it really is a week-to-week season, maybe unlike a, an NFL season that I haven't seen before. It's wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I would agree. I would completely agree. It's um, 100%. 100%. So, I, yeah, I, I, I sat there last night, and I was working around the house and watching that game and talking to a friend of mine, and we are just – He's in Cincinnati, so they're just distraught that the Bengals have just sucked and, you know, Joe Burrow is always hurt and whether it's, you know, the, the appendix or mono or COVID or, you know, the knee, the ankle, the finger, the tendons, the thumb, whatever it happens to be, he's always banged up. And now they're talking about trying to go out and draft another quarterback and 
you know, <laughs> they're just like going crazy down there. And he's wallowing in his self-pity. In the meantime, I'm talking about the possibility of the Packers going to the playoffs. And him and I are throwing down a little bit of money on it about whether or not they can actually win five of the next six. And uh, I said, look, all they got to do is win four of the next six. They don't have to win five. They just win four. I, I think nine wins will get you in in the NFC. I really do. So we were talking about that. And, uh, man, what a night last night to watch that. <laughs> that's, it was like watching two snails have sex. It was terrible. <laughs> It was just an awful, awful game. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, glad uh, you enjoyed it, though, because it came out in the Packers' behalf. And I saw uh, people on Twitter last night and some people on uh, Facebook last night and Instagram saying, you know, what a, what a win for Green Bay. So, that being said, do you are you now back on the bandwagon of, wait a minute, there's hope here. There's hope here that maybe the Green Bay Packers can end up in the postseason. It can happen. Are you becoming a believer? So we'll get into that. Uh, Packers, step closer to the playoffs. Bucks, are the Bucks learning to play defense to do some good things or are were they kind of kind of wallowing through the motions right now until they just get to the postseason? And by the way, that in-season tournament, uh, how do I put this? I get it. If you're a younger player and you don't make a ton of money, it's a big deal. For us fans, it sucks. It sucks. There's nothing good about this. There's nothing great coming out of this if you're an NBA fan. You, some of you may be hardcore going, oh, my God, you know, if they win tonight by X amount of points, then they're going to advance and they're going to win their, their – it, it, it's, it's so convoluted to understand and then to add additional games to play a tournament in Vegas. It's, it's a joke. It's a joke. It's, this, is, this is the NBA's equivalent to making the all-star game in baseball – mean whichever side wins owns home field advantage in the world series it's it's kind of that it's just it's just a joke it really is so i'm 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 just kind of like ah this is i was trying to listen this morning uh i can't remember what i was watching Oh, no, no, no. I was in the car. I was in the car. I was listening. I, it was ESPN Radio. I was listening to ESPN Radio, and I flipped over to Fox, and Fox was talking about uh, Fox and Bleacher Report. I was listening, and they were explaining all the different teams and what the Bucks had to win by and what Miami has to do and then who would meet who and the Lakers in their 44-point defeat last night, and they were in, but yet – and I'm like, this, this should be easy. This should be easy. Um, it, it, it should be a fan, be able to look at it and go, oh, this is great. I can see this. And it's not. Th this is not like a wild card, you know, final day of the regular season where if this team wins and this team loses and other teams lose, and then that'll be, th this is not that. This is some make you be interested because they have too much load management and too many players take too much time off. Uh, in lackluster games during the regular season to spice up what they consider to be a failing or bad product mid-season or early in the season. That's all it is. And it's crap. It's, it, the average fan doesn't figure it out. you got to be told what to, what to think or what to feel about you. It's, nah, it's, it's garbage. So, anyway. Uh, that being said, you got uh, – I also want to talk about – the because we didn't really get into it too much other than with Zach Heilprin yesterday, the end of the Badgers season, and regardless of what bowl they go to. I also want to talk a little bit today about the Badger season, Luke Fickle's first season, and I want to get thoughts on that because I love the way they ended. 
I love the pride with which they played. I love the way it ended. Uh, it's not pretty. It wasn't a blowout. It wasn't a runaway. It wasn't like all of a sudden they they turned it on and you know everything clicked and you, you know it wasn't any of that. But I love the way it ended. Uh, I love the videos that I saw coming out of Badger football and some of the other uh, guys in the locker room that posted on Instagram. Uh, I love the enthusiasm they had for the coach, the coach for the kids, uh, or for the guys. I don't want to say kids. Uh, but I, I love the way it ended. Uh, and was, I got to ask the question, was our enthusiasm and excitement too high for a first season of a new offense and a new defense and not fully uh, you know, vested when it comes to the, the type of players he wants in that system? I want to get into that as well. I want to get into that as well. So I want to talk about that today too. So there you go. Um, by the way, the question over <laughs> – uh, the question over on the live stream is, what was more exciting last night, my mouse hunt or the game? <laughs> so, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what. What would have been more entertaining for you as a viewer would have been had the mouse actually ran out of a corner while I was cleaning out the pantry. That The entertainment value for that would have been through the roof because you would have seen a 6'6", 267-pound grown-ass man jump onto a stove uh, and run like the wind. And that would have been more entertaining. Me cleaning out a pantry and throwing out all kinds of food, wearing rubber gloves and vacuuming and dumping out the vacuum and the whole thing, that that would have, you know, that, <laughs> that wasn't uh, – that was entertaining only for the fact that I was dressed like a moron, like, a, like somebody had just dumped some, you know, hazmat material in my, in my pantry. So – Rats and snakes, man. Freak me out. Rats and snakes. Uh, there you go. And Rick says, you know what they say, you got one mouse in the house, you have ten. Uh, I do understand that. I talked to an exterminator yesterday. So you bet. Uh, completely 110%. I get it. I get it. So there you go. 877 uh, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. You want to hit us up, by all means, do so. Uh, we talked a little uh, Marquette basketball yesterday, Jason, so obviously you weren't listening to the program. So let's do this. We'll step away. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. we got a lot more to get to. Hang in there. More of the Bill Michael Show brought to you by our friends at Burn Pit Barbecue. Go to burnpitbbq.com, and here's the reason why. If you're a barbecue lover, you have somebody that is a barbecue lover or somebody that likes to cook. They use different rubs and sauces and hot sauces and stuff. This is the stuff for you. They have a gift box, the, uh, the Burn Pit Barbecue gift box. And they can ship it to your house. They can ship it as a gift, whatever. But they're based in Wisconsin. They're veteran-owned. They started out as a small business. And because of you, it's grown into a really good, substantial business right here in our own backyard. But go to burnpitsbbq.com. They can get your order today, ship it out tomorrow. And, you know, it can be under the tree in a couple of days for the the barbecue lover, the cook, whatever it happens to be in your life. Go to burnpitsbbq.com. That is burnpitsbbq.com. Com. More of the Bill Michael Show. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Everywhere you look, from groceries to utilities to gas, prices keep going up. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin can dramatically help lower your energy costs year-round by replacing drafty windows and doors in as little as six weeks. And now you can save even more by taking advantage of no interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. 
bring the love of Wisconsin's outdoors in through the beauty and quality craftsmanship of Pella Windows and Doors. Whether you're updating or upgrading the look and comfort of your home, Pella has extensive lines of customizable options to meet your needs and your budget. Replacing drafty windows and doors can dramatically lower your energy costs. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin offers some of the most energy efficient windows in the industry. 0% interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Set your free in-home consultation today at PellaWI.com. Welcome back. Got to say thanks to our buddy Dwayne at Dwayne's Cover It All. Dwayne's Cover It All in Wausau. If you are looking for uh, this time of year, man, you want to get your upholstery on your boat done or in your RV, uh, you want to get something done out of your house, um, you got gym equipment, whatever it happens to be, office furniture, he can do it all. That's our buddy Dwayne, D-U-A-N-E, Dwayne's Cover It All, D-U-A-N-E-S, Dwayne's Cover It All.com. Dwayne's Cover It All.com and uh, located in Wausau. Call him 715 870 2119. It is worth the trip, big time. Uh, I've had uh, the travel cover on my boat, the bimini top. I've had uh, a tear in the upholstery of the RV. Uh, when I bought my boat, I had a little tear in the upholstery of the, uh, the boat. You'd never know they were there. You'd never know it. I mean, he does amazing work. And then there's companies that send office furniture and equipment and such to him. And it's just, he, he does a lot of great stuff. So go to Dwayne's, D-U-A-N-E-S, Dwayne'sCoverItAll.com. That is Dwayne'sCoverItAll.com. Uh, let's do this. Uh, we Oh, by the way, coming up today, we got Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press-Gazette and uh, PackersNews.com going to be joining us. And uh, also with the Journal Sentinel. Uh, Jim Ozarski is going to be joining us. We'll talk some Bucks basketball. We got by or sell today. We're going to hear from Matt LaFleur coming up here in a little bit from yesterday as the Packers get back towards uh, back to Lambeau Field. Uh, you go through some film, you do a few things, you get some treatment, and now you get ready for tomorrow, which is Wednesday. By the way, we do have a huddle tomorrow night, too, back on schedule. But we got the huddle tomorrow night. And uh, the Packers back in the practice field tomorrow as well. Let's go to Tim listening to us in Connecticut. Tim, how you doing today, ma'am? What's up, Bill? Um, I, I'm calling. I'm I'm in Connecticut, and uh, I heard you're having a little concerns about a, a mouse in your pantry. Yeah, and that's what I do. And uh, I'm a big fan of yours. And uh, I actually brought my daughter over to meet you when you were setting up at uh, Burkle's before the Detroit game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember my, that. Thank you. Yeah. Oh no, I was so excited to introduce. She she watches you now because you're you know you're a YouTube guy, so that's what we watch. Oh, you. okay, <laughs> okay, perfect. But anyway, um, you, you were talking about your mice, your mouse problem. Um, you cleaned up all the pantry, obviously. So yes. that's the first stop. Okay. Do you have what's underneath the pantry? Is it on? Is it the basement, or is there a basement underneath it? It's uh, the bar. The bar is right underneath it. Okay. So, so everything in the bar is, everything, which is the reason I believe they went upstairs because I cleaned up the bar. 
So everything in the bar is up off the floor. Everything's gone. Any any like candies and stuff we had that used to sit out gone. Popcorn gone. Everything's gone down there now. So I, I think that might be the reason they came upstairs to the pantry. Well, you're probably right. Um, but by taking away all their food sources, what you're doing is you're putting them under stress. And when you put them under stress, they start competing for food. And that's when you have a really good chance about with catching them on traps because there's no competition. The old school, I use the old school snap traps. I put peanut butter on it, you know, the old school method, and it works just just fine. Um, So that's the way I'd go. I mean, it sounds to me like you took care of most of the problem yesterday when you were mentioning you were getting rid of all your old you know, potato chips and, and everything. And, oh, yeah. Um, so that's going to go a long way um, to taking care of your problem. If you set out a few traps, I mean, you don't have a problem with uh, getting a dead mouse off a trap. Do oh, you? no, no, no. Oh, I, I ordered traps. I got buckets and traps and all kinds of crap coming that'll be here. That was delivered uh, or that will be delivered today. I got an exterminator coming to find holes in the house today. Oh, I'm I'm freaked Beautiful. out. Beautiful. I even moved the beer out into the garage because I didn't want a drunk mouse fighting his way into my house. So I, I, everything's cleaned <laughs> out now. Can you just do me one favor? Can you just say hi to Skylar for me? She's the one that because uh, yeah. I'm going to play the YouTube uh, call for her. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Tim, and, uh, I will do it, was, and we will say, say hello to Skylar and tell her thanks for watching because uh, all of a sudden I feel like we're hip with the kids now, so that's great. Yeah, we watch you on YouTube every day. Every day you're in my van. I, you know, I, I own my own pest control business in Connecticut, and I listen to you all day long, and uh, I just wanted to, you know, I, lo- I look forward to hearing what your opinions all all the time, and thank you so much, and uh like I said, it was so nice to meet you uh, out there, and uh, we go out there every year. We love it. Tim, out. we love. Appreciate that. it. I look forward to seeing you the next time you come out. And uh, Skyler, thanks for uh, thanks for viewing us, and thanks for having a good day. We appreciate it. Okay. You too, Bill. All right, bud. Talk to you soon. He gets off. You get on. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Grant, we are now hits with the kids. Suddenly, we are YouTube and Instagram sensations, apparently. Well, and East Coasterners. Yeah, you're pretty hip with the kids now and the coast. And now you just got to nail down the West Coast somehow, and you basically got everybody. That's the I one market we we're lacking. I don't know if we lacking. want the West Coast. I don't know if we want the West Coast. I'll be honest with you. I, I don't That's know if we fair. want that. <laughs> uh, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Let's do this. We'll break. When we come back, I want to hear from Matt LaFleur from yesterday and give you enough time to take a listen to that. Uh, we got that. Then don't forget, we got Ryan Wood coming up in about an hour from now. We have got Jim Ozarski coming up about two hours from now. We got all kinds of good stuff today. And I want your opinion. Are you now kind of watching uh, the Packers play the Lions? You're watching the Vikings fall last night. Coming up in about 20 minutes, I want to get back into the conversation, start taking calls. Are you now going, holy crap, I can peer over the fence? That is the playoffs. It's a, I, can sm- it, it, I can smell it. It's right there. All they got to do is win a few more games. Stay tuned. We got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
Yeah! Welcome back. Bill Michael Show. On this Tuesday edition, hey, I got to say thanks to our friends at Quick Trip. I'll tell you this. Uh, I am not, uh, when you are, and I say all the time, when you travel and you don't have a Quick Trip, I don't care if it's a stop and go, I don't care if it's a Quick Trip with a queue. I don't care if it's the speedways. I don't. I, they're not quick trip. They're just not over on the East Coast. I mean, going into all these, you know, Paul's pantries and all these different convenience stores and stuff. Uh, first of all, I got a lesson that they don't sell beer at uh, gas stations, which I found rather interesting. Uh, yeah, didn't know that. Went in to get a six pack of beer for the Thanksgiving day, and uh, we don't sell beer here. It's only at liquor stores. Like what? Yeah, they call them packies, by the way. Pa- I'm like, why call package? Because you can get a package of beer. Oh, okay. <laughs> Didn't know that either. It's not a six-pack. It's a packy. Got a packy. Got packies. Got a 12-pack, six-pack, case, pack, pack, packies. I didn't know that. Bill, I want a 15-minute segment where all you do is point out dumb stuff that you heard on the East Coast. Stuff that oh makes no God. sense. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I Because I, I, when they said, Pat, we, we got to go to the packy store, I thought it was some kind of racist thing. I'm like, well, no, that's that's not appropriate. And they said, no, packy, six-pack, 12-pack. I'm like, oh, okay. My mind went to a very dark place, and I had to apologize for it. But, yeah, they, they, they don't sell beer in convenience stores. Which And I, we're coming back from a place called Finn's over in East Greenwich. Now, East Greenwich is a nice area. It's, it's reeks of money, okay? So we're coming back from East Greenwich. And I had to fill the car up before I returned the car to the uh, to the um, you know rental car comp- company. And I went in. I thought, you know what? I'm going to run in. I'm going to go to the bathroom. I'm going to fill fill up the tank, and I want to get like a snack bar or something. And uh, first of all, the bathroom uh, was disgusting. And by my standards, which I'm kind of a neat freak anyway at home, but you know, I mean, guys will go on a tree, right? We we don't care, you know. Uh, by my standards, it was nasty. Which, me, needless to say, most zoos wouldn't be that nasty. So that was bad. And then it was no beer, like I had mentioned. It was just, it, it was it was crap. And I'm like, okay, this is the reason I love Quick Trip. When you're away from it, you don't realize what you have till it's gone. And then you go, oh, God, Quick Trip's so cool. That's Quick Trip. So you stop in, use your Quick Rewards card. You can still get registered to win the, uh, the Chevy uh, pickup truck they're giving away with the Green Bay Packers. So a lot of good stuff going on at Quick Trip. Use your Quick Rewards card. Good, good stuff. Uh, let's do this. Let's take a listen to what Matt LaFleur had to say yesterday. Coming back off of that big win, getting ready for the uh, Chiefs coming up on Sunday night. This is Matt LaFleur. Everybody have a good weekend? Oh, yeah, how are you? Yeah, it was nice. you have to wait at Thanksgiving at home or just have the schedule flipped over? Um, no, we, we got back in time. I want to say we got, I don't know what time, 6 o'clock, 6.30. So we uh, had a nice little family dinner and had a couple friends over and it was good. With uh, with Stokes um, coming back today, do you take anything from the last time that he came back, or is that just kind of a you know bleep happens kind of thing, and you kind of just proceed as you normally with the player? Yeah, I mean, I think you. I mean, you'd be crazy not to ignore any of the past. Um, but I think it's. You know, hopefully, I know he's feeling really confident right now and feeling really good. Otherwise, we wouldn't have taken him off. And so it's great to have him out there. The guy is, even throughout all this, um, 
he's he's maintained a great attitude and he's he's uh, a great teammate and so it's great to have him back out there. Open a savage close to to filling one. Uh, potentially, yeah. That that's the goal. That's the hope. But I think you know we were hopeful that he potentially was going to be back last week and he wasn't. So we'll we'll kind of take it in stride and go through the week and see where he's at. With a guy like Savage, it seemed like when we would see him out there, he was really involved and trying to keep the guys up. Is that normal for a guy on IR, or did he kind of go a little bit above and beyond? I think I think he has. I think he has gone above and beyond, and I think he's he's really matured not, not as as a football player and as a man. And his leadership has really shown through this year. I think he is one of the one of the main leaders, not only. Uh, especially in the DB room, but also on our football team. And um, he's had a great attitude all throughout the course of the offseason into this year, and uh, it, it would certainly be nice to get him back. And if you, if some of these guys start to come back, what's the push and pull between, you know, continuity and what you've been doing with some of the guys who've been playing versus returning some established Veterans. Yeah, I think that's always something that you, you got to take into consideration. Know it that that it's a competitive situation, and obviously you're going to try to put the people out there that are, are going to help you win, you know, and give you the best chance at winning. Although, what's been great about this whole deal is we've had to play some some you know younger guys or guys that maybe haven't gotten as much opportunity, and they've done a really nice job. So that always makes it. More of a challenge, I, I would say, when you're making those decisions. When you turn the film on after the Thanksgiving meal, how, how different does your offense look on, on film to a month ago? Yeah, I think we're definitely operating at a much higher level. Um, you know, Jordan's doing a really nice job. I think the guys around him are are helping that situation as well. Um, certainly, the guys up front are doing a really good job in pass protection. Uh, and then, you know, when you have Christian Watson out there going up for balls and, and making plays on the ball and, um, you know, guys like Malik Keith making some contested catches, it, it certainly it's going to help your quarterback function at a higher level. And um, I just think that the mindset's a little bit different. I think we as coaches have a much better idea of what these, these guys are capable of doing and, and trying to really uh, put them in position for success, but ultimately they have to go out there and execute. And that's what, what, what our guys have been doing. But we also know you're only as good as your last game. And uh, we got one of the best defenses in the league coming in here on Sunday night football. So it's going to be a, a great challenge for our guys. Um, you know, haven't gone a couple years ago, we went against the chiefs at their place. And I mean, they, they really shut us down um, our offense down and, you know, they do a really good job, apply a lot of pressure. Um, they are a very physical unit and um, just very aggressive. What was that process like as a coaching staff for you to, to that journey of figuring out what your guys, your young guys did well and how to put them in the right places? You have to do things that maybe you've never done before and, and, and really research what they can do. Yeah, I, I think it's... Um, it's just a process and um, you know sometimes you figure it out a little bit earlier than others and other times you just you got to bank the reps and you got to see what these guys are doing out of practice and then 
that gives you the confidence to go out and call things in a game, and then you see how people react in game. Um, so I would just say it's it's just part of the growth process that that you have to go through, especially when you have uh, so much youth at the skill positions, whether it's the tight end or the receiver room, and you kind of just have to go through it. What do you think has changed from, you know, early in the season, Hutchinson caused you all kinds of problems here. Max Crosby, you know, destroyed you in, in Las Vegas. And, and now you face, you know, Watt, Aaron Donald, um, Hutchinson again, and, and pretty much have handled that. Like your pass um, sack percentage numbers are pretty good. What do you think has been the difference? I just think these guys have more time on task and have, you know, played more ball. I think they're, you know, you would hope that throughout the course of the season that you gradually are getting better and are improving as the more you play. And I think that's kind of what we're seeing happening with the guys up front, with Jordan, the guy, the, the other skill positions. Um, it was great. I thought the backs did a really nice job in pass protection the other day, whether it was AJ or Patrick Taylor going in there and, you know, stepping up, owning their responsibilities. And then Jordan's feel in the pocket because there were a couple times where typically I would say a check down you want to get to it your check downs on a second hitch um, but there were a couple of instances where Detroit did have a very good rush and he could feel the pass rush on him and where he got immediately to the check down on, on one hitch and you know that saves a hit on the quarterback and we were getting positive plays and I thought he did a nice job of moving in the pocket um, you know, kind of manipulating the pocket and finding his checkdowns, and you know uh, that allows you to stay in front of the chain, stay ahead of the sticks, so you're not in those get back on track situations, or you're not in those really th in third and long situations where it, it became it can be a uh, a big time challenge. After that, do you start to gain a little more confidence in what you can block and what you can't? One hundred percent. Yeah, especially when you have a quarterback that's getting the ball out of his hands. Um, you can dial up some of those maybe mid to deeper plays um, that take a little bit longer to develop, trusting the fact that if it's not perfect, if we don't block it perfect, or if you know someone loses a block, that he's going to get the ball out. And, you know, so that, that definitely gives you – Confidence as a play caller. Still in the concussion protocol? No. Back to the old line. Since you, I mean, you had been protecting well, so is, are you going to continue with the the uh, juggling of left tackle and right guard, or, or how's that going to work? Yeah, I think every week it could be a little bit different. Uh, I think you know all those guys have gone in there and have done a really nice job. So it's going to be a competitive situation. What do you like about how Ryan has played? But yeah, I think I just think he's done his job. He's a big guy that when he goes in there, he he's tough to move off the spot, um, and he's done a nice job in both the run game and the pass game. And so it, it's been very encouraging for what he's been able to accomplish. You are short of running back. Is that a sign that maybe Aaron Jones could be back this week? Oh, we'll see. Yeah, I think we're we're way a, a long way from that um, coming to fruition.
Dr. George's pocket manipulation just seems like the last couple of weeks he, he's been more comfortable kind of holding on to the ball and letting guys get open to develop routes down the field. How does a young quarterback to kind of get that knack for, for, for feeling the rush like you I think it's all experience. It's reps. It's time on task because that is something that it, it truly is. That's probably the most difficult thing to kind of talk through and coach. Uh, it's just the guy, some guys have better feel than others. It's just, it is what it is. And, but I, I do think, I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but when I watch him out there, just his whole demeanor looks different, much more confident, much more in command. Um, I mean, he let a couple balls rip and it's exactly what, how, how you want it to look. There was that third down in the second half uh, where he hit Jaden Reed over the middle. I want to say it was our first possession of the second half, and just that's exactly how it needs to look. And he's done a really good job. Um, you know, I, I think this he's he's right now he's playing his best ball. When did that click in for him? What was it in practice? Was it play in the game that you noticed? Okay, he's had enough experience, time on task that it, it, it looks. Different now. Uh, it's hard to pinpoint because I think there's been glimpses um, throughout the entire season. It's just how consistent does it show up? And uh, I just think he's been playing more consistent. I think it's also, like I mentioned earlier, it's a byproduct of the guys around him that are playing better as well. So it all goes hand in hand. And certainly uh, when everybody's playing, playing at the best that they can play, uh, you're going to be better no matter what position you play. Matt, this is probably a dumb question um, because we... No such thing as a dumb question. Unless it's a dumb question. <laughs> because when we look at we view games, obviously, way differently than you do, but going back to that Kansas City game a couple of years ago, when you walk off the field, are you what are you thinking of Jordan? Are you are you questioning what, what he's got? I guess, what are, you, what are you thinking back two years ago? Um, I think I've been on record saying this. I was more disappointed with myself and our staff than than with any of our players in that in that game just we knew that it was one of those deals where we came in I think on Wednesday morning we found out that um, Aaron was going to be out and Jordan was going to be in and we should have instead of just riding with what we game planned we should have I don't want to say started over but we should have had a better plan in place for some of the potential issues that were going to come up that absolutely came up in that game and I just I didn't like the answers that we had for him personally so I put that on us um, you know I'm sure there's some things he could have done better but there was a lot of things that I felt like uh, were out of his control Last one. without giving away this week's game plan what we, we heard you say before that you didn't have a good plan for, for him in that game what, what, why was that well, we knew that there was going to be a lot of zero pressure. And the way they do it, uh, it's it, typically they get everybody up in there and you don't have a whole lot of time to hold on to that ball. And just some of the things that we saw on tape that uh, where we thought we might be able to exploit it and, and get the ball out and make some big plays, it, it just it didn't happen. So, um, you know, I just I was disappointed with, with myself. Last week, did you? Is there a feeling that you will get Musgrave back this year? Do you know that yet? You know, we don't know that. Um, certainly, we're hopeful for that. But 
we do know that he'll be out for sure the next three weeks, and then we'll see kind of where we're at after that. But if I know if it's up to Luke, he'll he'll be back. It's just whether or not um, he's fully healed. And this guy is, I mean, he is as tough as they come now. Yeah, I've not been around many guys that are just uh, that will compete at the level that he competes, and not being always fully functional in terms of, or not being 100%, I should say. Um, and you saw it just, I referenced the Denver game earlier this year, his ability to come back and after a week, which blew my mind because I thought there's no way he's playing in, the, in whoever we played after that. Um, but I thought there was no chance he was going to play in that game, and he did. So I think that just speaks to, his competitiveness and the de desire he has to be out there on the football field. Thank you, guys. All right, guys. Have a good one. There you go. That is uh, the head coach of the Green Bay Packers. And uh, Matt LaFleur, a lot of positivity and a lot better spirits when you get a nice win. There's no doubt about that. So we'll talk more about that when we come back. Hey, by the way, if you uh, haven't seen it, Ballpark Commons over by Lux Golf Base in Franklin – uh, the, there's only like four of these that pop up throughout the country. And one of them has popped up in our own backyard and it's called enchanted. Uh, the entire baseball stadium has been turned into this enchanted Christmas skating park and with lights and, and you can, it's not just like a big skating rink. I mean, you can skate through all the lights. It's a, it's like a pathway and you can go out and see it. You, you can walk it, you can skate it. Uh, not to mention they have the ski hill that's uh, now making snow. I just saw that today as well. But so many good things going on out there over at the Rock Complex in uh, Franklin, Wisconsin. So get over there and check it out if you haven't already. But uh, I don't know what the cost is, uh, to be perfectly honest with you, but it's it's worth it. I saw some of the aerial shots last night on the news. The news coverage in the city of Milwaukee has been fantastic on that. But it is worth it. It really, really, really looks cool. So if you have not had a chance to check it out, Check out the Rock Sports Complex at Ballpark Commons down in Franklin, Wisconsin, it, and the Enchanted Light Display. It's amazing. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show. On the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Everywhere you look, from groceries to utilities to gas, prices keep going up. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin can dramatically help lower your energy costs year-round by replacing drafty windows and doors in as little as six weeks. And now you can save even more by taking advantage of no interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Bring the love of Wisconsin's outdoors in through the beauty and quality craftsmanship of Pella Windows and Doors. Whether you're updating or upgrading the look and comfort of your home, Pella has extensive lines of customizable options to meet your needs and your budget. Replacing drafty windows and doors can dramatically lower your energy costs. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin offers some of the most energy efficient windows in the industry. 0% interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Set your free in-home consultation today at PellaWI.com. Good to have you back. Bill Michaels Show. On this Tuesday, the 28th of November, I can't believe we're creeping up on December already. Holy mackerel. Where has the time gone? It's flown by. 
But we are. We're now on the stretch run of the season. Oof. How about that, huh? 877-867-1670. Um, so last night's loss by the Vikings was the Packers gain. And my question coming into today was, are you starting to find yourself peeking over the fence of hope? Because this team could win nine games, and I think if you win nine games, most likely you're going to find yourself in the postseason. Which means they have two losses that uh, they could afford uh, throughout the remainder of the season. And out of the next, what, five games, six games? Uh, what what do you think is going to happen? Uh, they have got the Chiefs coming up, the Giants then after. Uh, that's a Monday night contest. Uh, they've still got uh, Bryce Young and company, the Carolina Panthers with a new head coach. They've got uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They've got the Vikings, and they've got the Bears. Six opponents down the stretch, of which I would assume, especially if they play well against the Chiefs, who are sitting at 8-3 and three right now and pretty much, uh, what are they, in the second spot, I think? The, the Ravens are 9-3. and three. So I think the Chiefs are sitting right now second in the AFC. And they're a good football team, one of the better defenses in all the National Football League. And if they perform well, they don't have to win it, but if they play the way they did and play well like they did against the Lions, do they find themselves then favored in the majority of games going down the stretch that they should win? Are you starting to look over the fence of optimism? We'll talk about that when we come back. Also today, uh, coming up in the next hour, uh, Ryan Wood is going to join us, uh, the Journal Sentinel, PackersNews.com. Got Jim Ozarski, also the Journal Sentinel, our guy uh, on the Bucks beat. We'll talk some Bucks basketball. Talk about Luke Fickle in the end of the season, and maybe our optimism was a little bit too high, but what would you kind of call a success and or failure of the Badger football season? They ended on a strong finish. Stay tuned. One hour down, three to go. More of the Bill Michaels Show coming up right after this.